I'm David Liggett with Data Center Hawk, and I'm here with CEO of Dart Points, Hugh Karspecken, and we're talking about the edge next. Well, Hugh, thanks for being here. Really thanks. excited to do this with you. Uh, this is a really fun topic to talk about. Um, for those of you that don't know, um, Dart Points is a data center operator that's been around for a little over five years. Uh, and has really focused their um, efforts on the edge market. And I've talked uh, talked to numerous people like in the industry in the last year, and I would say uh, more than ever, you know, edge data center solutions is a is a conversation that's continuing to come up. And so it's a, it's, it's a really fascinating um, topic. But so so first, will you just give the audience just an overview of, of y'all's company, and then also to define <laughs> the best you can edge. Uh, the edge data center market yeah. because a lot of people have different thoughts on that. So before we start, I'd love to just get our arms around where you all kind of uh, put the framework around that. Yeah, absolutely. So we've been around for uh, since August 2012. We uh, uh, kind of started the micro edge data center operator market, uh, building out what you would expect to be micro data centers, uh, uh, sub 400 kilowatts located right where the customers are located. Um, the definition of, of an edge, the best one I've heard was just recently from Gartner, actually, okay, sure. where, they, yeah. where they link edge is where the physical meets the, the digital, which okay, I thought was sure. actually very good. Yeah. Our definition has been where the request for the action is co-located with the compute, the analysis, and the actual action delivered. Okay. So uh, traditionally, that's been in the larger data centers. We're finding that being moved out further and far, yeah. further from the core. Um, where we've seen other regional providers, and now mm -hmm. we're starting to see it go as far as the cell tower and even through yeah, the cell sure. tower. Sure, yeah. And that's, I think that's been one of the interesting um, things Hugh and I were talking before, and I was talking about how there's been a number of different uh, solutions coming to the market over the last 12 months. And so, you know, you all have been doing this now for five plus years, so you've learned a lot. You've, the company's probably pivoted as you've moved along, but talk about maybe strategically what some of your pivots have been yeah. uh, as you've you know, solicited customer feedback and gotten you know, information from the customers you're trying to serve and kind of your thesis on what the opportunity is. Yeah. Absolutely. So we started, uh, my past has been focused on uh, new industries uh, that are filling in uh, the gaps. For, so for example, in the wireless world, when they put Data on the voice channel. Uh -huh. They didn't plug in their antennas, yeah. so you had to actually start plugging in the antennas. We're seeing the same thing in the data center world. We started Dart Points actually to meet the needs of the mobile operators. Okay, sure. And back in 2012, they were all hot and heavy in the uh, LTE 4G, uh -huh. and so yeah. they were very busy. They wanted to play around with it. They were looking at some cell tower homing, but it wasn't ready. And so we thought that we would shift towards the burgeoning enterprise colo market yeah sure uh, to meet some of the demands that were there but to keep it micro um, your gravitational pull in data centers is to get larger so we we wanted to stay uh, small and uh, from there we deployed uh, sites uh, some were awesome sites some uh -huh. were very bad sites <laughs> yeah, sure. and so we we cut our teeth we understood that the micro edge market is designed from the bottom up uh -huh. not uh, adaptation of larger designs. Down. Yeah, interesting. Uh, and so that was the, and that's helped us. So as the our, our market, our, our business model was focused on three things: the enterprise market, yeah. the interconnect market, and the mobile operator market. Okay. And obviously, we spent the first couple of years working on the enterprise, okay, yeah. 
but all that information has translated very quickly into the interconnect okay. market that is just happening now. Yeah. Uh, interconnect at the edge, that is, okay, sure. and then the uh, mobile operator, tower operator market. Okay, so that's that's good. So you know the the three different groups that you described, maybe of one of those. Give us like a a scenario where you know they had a requirement in the past that maybe has changed in nature and is now looking you know geographically at locating differently, uh, maybe in size and in location, you know, than it has in the past. So what's a, what's a good case study or good example of something like that? Well, there's always a um, reverberation from a technology. Yeah. And so cloud, uh, as good as it is, has been around now for a yeah. little bit. Yeah. And people are starting to wake up and they're no longer anesthetized to the whiz-bang of the technology and yeah. realizing, wait a second, there's some costs associated. Yeah. Yeah. And so we found uh, many people actually realizing that in the colo market and in the cloud market, yeah. um, you not only pay for the colo or the cloud, but you also have to pay for the connectivity there. Uh -huh. And so we identified that as if you move these together, you can reduce costs. Yeah. And so we found that total cost of ownership for opportunities that were three to five years long, we were able to save anywhere between 35 and 43% of their huh. total data footprint, total yeah. cost of ownership. Yeah. Data footprint means not only your data center, uh -huh. but your headcount, your travel times, sure. your telecom. Sure. And so that was really interesting, uh, which uh, actually validates why you're seeing people moving past the tier two edge markets okay. and even further because yeah. you're realizing they're saving that latency, that optimization uh -huh. is translating to direct cost savings. What do you feel like are, you know, we talk demand drivers in the industry a lot. And so I think as a data center industry as, as a whole, we can put our arms around specifically some very key demand drivers that have grown the market in the last, you know, three to five years. As you think about edge, you know, what are the, what are the, the technologies or what are the, is the data that's really driving the push mm -hmm. to get to those secondary markets, to get to even beyond that, as you mentioned? Yeah. Well, um, we're seeing a hypersensitivity to location. Yeah. Um, uh, in the European Union, they're starting to deal with data jurisdiction, yeah. for example. Yeah, um, this is a very difficult problem to deal with mm -hmm. here in the United mm -hmm. States. And so mm -hmm. uh, we found some people that needed data within certain counties. Um, uh, there's also, uh, when you deal with the enterprise specifically, uh, there's always a little stash that they like to keep right at their offices, yeah, sure. okay, that don't yeah. go outsourced. These can actually be fairly large. Yeah. Um, and so uh, being able to help them with their CapEx and OpEx needs was just uh -huh. the basic low-hanging fruit. Yeah. But the drivers that we're starting to see is the, the United States is recognizing that its infrastructure to date uh -huh. is behind uh, the rest of the competing economies. Yeah. And so now people are realizing they have to, to invest in the infrastructure. They need to push this out. You've seen this, all the talk about 5G. Yeah. It really has nothing to do with the wireless, okay? Huh. It's everything surrounding 5G, okay? Mm -hmm. As they push out their CRAN, where they're creating their macro towers, where people are starting to realize where do they put their new caches. Um, and so there are many different applications, content delivery just being one of them. Yeah. But then as you get to things such as the autonomous driving vehicle, yep. that's... It, it's not the technology of the autonomous driving vehicle that's important. It's how many industries it touches. Interesting. It touches 30 to 40 industries, which is yeah. key. So, yeah. for example, uh, a Google driving car, that's great. What about Allstate? What about National? Uh -huh. Where are they going? Sure. Okay, yeah. where's DOT going? Uh -huh. Okay, how do they support something like this? Yeah. And it's not a today, it's in the future. Sure. And so there's a lot of pre-prepping for what is about to happen, yeah. and that's just one application. Yeah, so. no, no, that's good. And so when you hear of people talk about, like one thing you'll hear in the industry a lot is, is 
you know, edge data centers, and then you'll also hear micro data centers. Yeah. And so talk to us about some of the differences there. You know, is that just people that don't know well enough, so like edge, micro, and, and not really knowing the differences? Or would you also know there's a very, uh, you know, clear line between the two? Yeah. So the, um, uh, a micro data center um, is an edge data center, and edge data center is not necessarily a micro okay. data center. Um, so uh, there can be very large edge data centers. Uh, it, that's the physical location yep. and the functionality yep. of that data center okay. outside of the tier one markets. Yeah. That's basically the first definition of uh, uh, or first criteria of edge. Yeah. yeah, micro is exactly what it means. It's a smaller version of it. Okay. And the way you look at it is that micro is an evolution of into an edge. Okay. So. There are people that have larger requirements yeah. that start extremely small, sure. um, but they can't bring in a larger player because to reach that higher megawatt, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's really hard to bring in a four megawatt data center when yeah. your demand is yeah. initially only yeah. two kilowatts, yeah. 200 kilowatts. And so, uh, and then there's some that are gonna be, um, the micro edge is a completely different uh, cosm, uh, microcosm of a larger data center, but you're dealing with a lot of different issues like physical uh -huh. security, yeah. Um, and also, it's the, it's the training of the environment. Okay. So people talk about a lot of density at the edge. Mm -hmm. No. Interesting. Okay. Um, it's not that it can't, yeah. but it, the density is not the issue. Yeah, it's sure. the compute that causes yeah, the density. Yeah. Why would you put a million dollars worth of compute at yeah. a location that has a one gig yes. fiber line? Yeah. No, that makes sense. So you mentioned security. I think that as new solutions hit the market, you know, everyone is always trying to put the framework around them. That's right. So, you know, as the, as you all have, ex, you know, experienced looking at like, you know, potential office buildings and having a 200 kW deployment into, you know, more um, purpose-built type facilities, t talk to us about some of the security concerns and what yeah. you all have done and maybe other edge data center providers are doing to maybe alleviate mm -hmm. some of the perception that these might not be as secure as other facilities. Yeah, absolutely. What's, what's, the modular industry is, everyone's been talking about it, yeah. but not many people have actually dug into the players that have been deploying for years. Um, there's over 100 million watts of deployed modular data centers out there. Huh. And, um, and most have been consumed by exactly who you think would be consuming yeah, them. Sure. Um, so there's a lot of understanding of these. Mm -hmm. It's not the issue of the modular data center that's the issue. Yep. It's the privacy where you go from every one of these have been purchased for a single use mm -hmm. by a single tenant. Mm -hmm. You're now entering into a multi-tenancy. Yeah. That's the transition. Yeah. So these modulars are very, very strong. They're very, very robust. Yeah. Um, the internet companies of the world are walking through the mentality yeah. um, and, and they're being conditioned for this. Yeah. The compute, I mean, uh, we hear of uh, servers being run at 115 degrees. Uh -huh. I, mean, I mean, this happens. Yeah. Not su suggesting that that's how you do it, but sure. they, they, yeah. they've been hardened. Um, but what we are seeing is that getting to that multi-tenancy, yes. you need to now realize which carriers don't like to touch yeah. other carriers, yeah. which customers don't like to touch yeah. other yeah. That's Those are the issues that we're starting to deal with as you get into a much smaller, smaller, smaller. Average. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because it reminds me of, of on, on a different scale, but the wholesale co-location industry, you know, if you think probably 10 years ago, I don't think we could say that that really existed, but what did exist was data center users in their own operated 
owned and operated facilities and their desire was to potentially get out of a scenario like that capital dried up in the market and so they go into you know facilities like a digital realty or you know cyrus one or something like that that could actually take the infrastructure uh, make it autonomous mm -hmm. and now they were actually multi-tenanting a larger building but it was almost a perception of them having to get comfortable with the fact that I'm in the same area, right. but potentially I, I, you know, have different infrastructure. And so it is, it is interesting how perception plays into a lot of the changes of trends and the, the trend accept, acceptance. It um, and it'll be interesting to see how that impacts the edge world. And what's interesting though is when you look at the tier one markets, yeah, everyone gets that. Sure. You look at the tier N markets, uh -huh. Nobody gets that. Yeah. Okay. So um, it's, it, you are dealing with a completely different mindset in some yes. of these locations. Yeah. So uh, if you're talking about a tower site, uh -huh. this is not a everybody walks through, can sure. touch it and get in yeah. there. Okay. You're dealing with a, a significant access list. Uh -huh. Okay. That is conditioned by other regulations. Yes. Okay. Um, so it, in a lot of ways, uh, these environments, they're all dark. Yeah. Okay. They're fully automated. Uh -huh. Okay. And you are limiting the touch point that someone has uh -huh. at that location. What do you feel like will be the challenges that you know folks that are serving the data center uh, industry at this level, uh, providers that are offering these type of solutions? Yes. Um, what are some of the challenges that you all will continue to face, or you feel like are coming? Uh, that you know you've got it. We talked about the security one, but what are some other challenges that you feel like are coming for data center edge providers that are out there today? Well, um, there's a distinction. The, the equipment's fantastic. Yeah. And a lot of it can almost run itself. Yeah. But there's a difference between the box and a benefit. Uh -huh. And um, there are people that say, hey, I can get this and I can run this box. Uh -huh. The problem is, as we well know in the, in the data center world, there's other types of compliance regulations, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the SLAs that, yeah. that roll into this. And so understanding the nature of this environment, how do you build operations to support um, these types of facilities, yeah. and, and and you have to think less like a data center. And sure. that, that's, that's the biggest disconnect right now. You have the world of mobility and the world of data centers collide. Yes, okay. yeah, that's good. You need to have the footprint of a data center, yep. okay, yep. but the mindset of a mobile yeah. operator. Yeah, which and, is very unique. And yeah. you need to bring that together. Yep. And, and that starts answering a lot of questions with regards to how do you get technicians out yeah. there? How do you gauge, for example, cell towers? You don't deploy generators, sure. okay? Yeah. But you also can't deploy five minutes of battery backup time. Yeah. Because yeah. if a site goes down, your customers are dealing with a regional outage, uh -huh. which is not just one site, it could be 15. Yeah. So they now need to be able to go through their prioritizations yeah. and to figure out, okay, which sites are in higher demand? How do I shut these servers down? Yeah. Um, and a lot of people don't like to shut them down, but if your tower goes down, there's no reason to be operating your server. Yeah. Uh, so if you think about like geographies that you would say are, um, you know, and maybe the list is long, but, you know, help people understand just from a, a location standpoint, as, as an example, where are some areas that you would call the edge? I mean, the physical cities that you would say, hey, you know, it's not necessarily this city, but it'd be as far out as X city or whatever. Yeah, it might be. Well, absolutely. Um, not to be cavalier, but obviously we've got edge deployments in here in Dallas, okay, for example, sure. yeah. um, and uh, edges again. It just it's where the physical is meeting the digital. Yeah. Again, I love that definition by Gartner. Um, but the um, you are going to see a need to push interconnection further and further. Okay, you're having a lot of different industries. Uh, your gamers aren't necessarily 
being in tier one markets. They can sure. be out in yeah. the middle of Iowa, for yeah. example. Yeah. We're seeing a huge driver on education, um, okay. that you're seeing a huge urban-rural divide. Yeah, yeah. Um, and a big push on that. So the, the tier three, tier four, tier one markets um, have traditionally not been attracted to yeah. data centers, but they, um, and I'm not saying that the population supports mega data centers, sure. Um, but there's a new data set being created out there yeah. um, that needs a place. And also, as you get into, and I'll bring the autonomous vehicle back into this yeah. uh, again, not every cell tower is equal. Okay. As soon as you start putting life safety on top of an autonomous driving vehicle, sure. there's going to be a uniformity of all of this. Yeah. Um, that you will have a 5G cell tower that will have all the latest and greatest yeah. in the middle of a cornfield, as you will in Dallas. Yeah. I'm not saying that the internet companies will be at the base of that sure. tower, okay? Yeah. But you're going to be, it's not about delivering streaming video to your family of four in the car. Yeah, it's, it's how do I make sure that this car hasn't flipped over yeah. and can yeah. communicate back? And, and that's, that's really interesting as the technology shifts from, I don't know, leisure yeah. to, um, you know, every, yeah, everyday um, life, uh, I would say, um, almost like safety that we, take for granted probably um you know that is going to change the way that these areas are viewed how safe and secure they need to be and so um it's interesting the opportunities that you know as technology advances are creating for the industry to innovate and create solutions that you know solve things or solve problems that companies and you know consumers have um when you think about like what are some of the things that excite you most about you know doing what you all are doing i mean you all have been uh, I mean, I remember when we met for the first time five or six years ago, and y'all were, you know, just kind of birthing this idea and getting it out to the market. You know, you've been in this now for however long, five, six, seven years. Um, what do you, you know, what what excites you the most about what's taking place today? Mm-hmm. Well, the fir- first thing is it's it's nice to be not hitting the forehead with a hammer by the industry. <laughs> okay, that's that's yeah. slowing down. Um, but um, it's, uh, well, first of all, we're, we... This is a very natural step yeah. in data centers. And what, as good as it can be for the edge of the micro edge, yeah. it's going to be many, many times better yeah. for a lot of the core as well. The core is yes. going to grow with this. Yeah, sure. Um, and, uh, and the reason for that is a new type of data set is being created. Okay, sure. Okay, you're, and I call it kind of a logistical data set. Yeah. That needs to be analyzed, and then analytics is not happening at the edge. Today. It's, being, it's yeah. being pulled in back sure. to the core. Um, and that's where uh, these traditional data centers are starting to recognize, wait a second, the edge and the micro edge, they're aggregators for me. Uh-huh. So they're starting to get behind us in a lot of ways, and, yeah. and which is really exciting. We're also seeing brand new types of real estate showing up, the mm-hmm. tower operators, okay, this past summer. Um, all of a sudden, you can literally go to the internet companies and say, hey, I've got 40,000 locations I can put this yeah. in. Where would you like me to go? Sure. And actually get a response back from the internet companies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's quite yeah. interesting because yeah. this is beyond. They can absolutely technically do this themselves. The uh-huh. question is, do they financially want to do it? Yeah. Okay. Sure. And um, uh, Wall Street has not necessarily rewarded those that have had to always spend every dollar on the new infrastructure. Yeah. They like the people who can come in and arbitrage and get out. And so um, the this, this new scene again, you're. Ex- we're starting to calculate nearly a trillion dollars of infrastructure construction over the next 10 years. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a high end, yeah. okay? And everyone says, well, I'm not, I'm not reading about this in Wall Street Journal. Yeah. Well, it's because it's, it's across 40 industries, sure. yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah, are yeah. you reading about GM's deployment? Are you yeah. talking about the hospital system's deployment? Uh-huh. I mean, all these things are, that are happening. And so the customers that we get run the gamut 
And so yeah. it, that's quite interesting sure. and seeing the brand new applications that are, are, are being enabled just because you place critical infrastructure yeah. right How? where you need to. When, when you are uh, considering s smaller deployments, so yeah. 200, you know, 300, 400 KW, yeah. um, are you capped at a certain point with your growth, you know, depending on the location or, or t talk about Talk about that because one of the things we've seen, actually we were talking about it in one of our, our video vlogs, is um, your ability to, or data center operators' ability to almost like markets are merging together. So you have yeah. smaller providers trying to do bigger deals, bigger providers trying to do smaller deals. So how do you, um, I guess, how do you keep focused yeah. on what makes you and what makes the solution different in the market? Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So the only area where we have a little bit of overlap is on the enterprise side. Okay, sure. Um, um, the inter interconnects could get a little bit larger, um, but again, it's the way to, we typically view this is we use a lot of military analogies. Yeah. So, I mean, where you've got the army over here, but sure. you've got special forces over here. Yeah. So there really is a, a discipline criteria that we have. Okay. So if we were to grow a site and you improperly designed it, these are all purpose built. So if you, if I start adding on and bolting on, yeah. I will have built the most expensive large data center in the world. Sure. Okay. At a certain point, my economies of scale mm -hmm. are going to completely fall apart if a site goes beyond, yep. okay? So you have to understand how to build this small, yep. and if you need to add, how do you add on success base and also economical? Yep. Um, the good news about tower site, um, they are fairly space constrained, uh -huh. okay? And so you go in there with a very uh, regimented design that yeah. keeps it tight where you will have a little bit of spatial change, but okay. you try to get into the horizontal, the vertical, really, yeah. really quickly. Yeah. Um, uh, and then the interconnects are kind of in between where some of them will grow, okay? okay. And at that point, it's gonna be more of a market base sure. where you just, you're, you, you're located in a, in a lower tier market yeah. and you just, yeah, yeah. Own, you just yeah. own the market. Yeah. Um, and so we do try to keep it low. Uh, one thing we do try to do is we try to, if we get a deal that's too big for us, we try to send it up. Sure. We try to yeah. give it to the larger guys that can actually handle it. Yeah. Um, and um, it is kind of interesting to see their expressions when you do hand them that deal. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, those don't get handed up very often. Big so, um, so talk about 2018, um, you know, and, and kind of the new year and what you think will be trends from a data center industry perspective. I mean, obviously, I, I have seen, we've seen deal sizes get smaller. Mm -hmm. So just naturally, it supports, you know, what, what you all are focused on just from a, a, a solve perspective. But what are some other trends that you're seeing or, or you expect to see in 2018? Yeah, we're seeing the dichotomy between enterprise and colo and a little bit doing themselves. Uh -huh. Okay, so they, a lot of them have moved into the cloud or into the co-location facility. And what we're seeing them steady out on is they're getting comfortable with what their internal bit is. Yeah. So on the enterprise side, it's not it's not a one or a zero equation. Yeah. They've got a percentage of a little bit on site, a little bit in the cloud, a little yeah. bit in colo, and we're starting to see that settle out. So okay. we're going to start see seeing a lot of our enterprise businesses grow. Um, now the sizes of those are 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 coming up a little bit. Yeah. So we're starting to you know where's around 100, 150. Yeah. It's now 200, 250. Okay. okay. Um, and we are uh, seeing a lot, having a lot of conversations where, hey, I want to start at 200. Yeah. My five-year plan could be a megawatt. Yeah. And that yeah. presents some challenges, sure. but at, but we work through that. Um, but you are in 2018. Um, you're seeing a lot of the, a lot of the chips being played, in preparation for 2019, 2020 yeah. Yeah. for um, the interconnects and sure. the tower sites. Yeah. Um, you're not going to see a lot of revenue at the towers yet. Um, but you are going to see a lot of trialing, a lot of uh, figuring out what exactly is required, yeah. a lot of uh, tower site roadshows yeah, where people sure. can figure out, hey, what is this? Yep. 
um, and, um, and in preparation for 2019, which is essentially the 5G kickoff, yes. where they're really going to be rolling a lot of that out. Yes. Awesome. Well, thank you for doing this, Hugh, very much. You so much. If you want to uh, find out more, you can go to our website, datacenterhawk.com. If you want to find out more on our blog, you can go to datacenterhawk.com backslash blog. Thanks for watching. <laughs> <laughs>